0: BLOB TALK RADIO Hello. Greetings and welcome to Grace and Truth. This is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in this day. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we're thankful to uh, Reverend and uh, Prophetess S.B. Stalling for making this broadcast possible. God is blessing us right now. Uh, I'm praying for the sick and afflicted everywhere. We're praying for the civil and religious leaders all over the world. We're praying, praying for all the churches that are holding up a blood-stained banner for Christ. I hope that you will be blessed through the message that I have prepared for today. Um, my message might be a little bit different than some messages I bring, but I think that it is necessary to bring a message like this on today. My text will be found in Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 32. And I will be reading verse 20, 21, and 22. Let's hear the reading of the word. And the Lord sent an angel, which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. And when he was come into the house of his God, They that came forth of his own bowels slew him there with the sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of of all others, and guided them on every side. From those scriptures, I want to speak from this subject today. Prayer can save our nation. Prayer can save our nation. There's so much going wrong in our nation on today. Trouble on every side. The Bible tells us in the last days perilous times would come. We are living in perilous times right now and everybody ought to find some time to pray. Men ought always pray and not faint. There is so much anger and fear and disillusionment, so much uh, conjuring and evil-mongering and hate, that we need to pray for God to change these things and make things better for us. Now, years ago, the fascists laughed and giggled when President Roosevelt called for a national day of prayer for peace. First, renowned And then Halifax called on God. Now then, even Roosevelt, and they said, are certain that God will continue to met out justice to his profaners. Yes, we are going through rough seas right now. But today, I want to call up an echo out of the past. Today, our nation is in a mess. We're in a mess with our president. And President Trump has stirred up the pot and made things much hotter than they were. We are in a mess because of ISIS. People don't mind taking their vehicles and killing 100 or more people at a time. We are in a mess because of the KKKs, the neo-Nazis, the skinheads, the white supremacists, we're in a mess because of drugs, in a mess with gays and lesbians, family values being destroyed. We're in a mess because of political opponents, it's even in the White House. And so, my friend, it's time for us to get on our knees and send up some serious prayers to God. It's not a time to play. It's not a time to put on an act. But this is life and death stuff. You see, when I speak of an echo out of the past, this was almost like an echo from the distant past. There was a day when Assyria had become a world conqueror. Even mighty Egypt had not been able to withstand the fierce attacks of their armies, and 46 cities in Palestine had been taken. of the king, while besieging lashes sent a messenger to Jerusalem demanding that Jerusalem Submit, give up, throw so in the tower. Were the gods of the nations of those lands anyways able to deliver their lands out of thine hand? That's how he taunted the children of Israel. Think your God is going to be able to deliver you? But my friend, I'm sure some people are almost there now and they're wondering, is our God going to be able to deliver us? My answer to every one of them is yes. God is still on the throne, and the government is on the shoulders of the Lord Jesus. Hezekiah, king of Judah, refused to surrender and encouraged his people With us is the Lord. Our Lord is with us to help us and to fight our battles. That's what he said, and that's what I'm saying to you. If God is for you, who can be against you and be successful? Then was Jerusalem surrounded by a great army. Further demands were made. Hezekiah did not so much as answer him. He didn't answer Sennachery. But he prayed unto Jehovah. And then Isaiah the prophet came unto him with a message. He said, Thus saith the Lord. The Lord said it. This is not just me. Isaiah said, I got a message from the Lord. The Lord said, He shall not come into this city nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor cast the bank against it. But that night, not a week, not a month later, but that night, the angel of the Lord came and smote the host of the Assyrians and 185,000 of them died. And we don't know how the angel of the Lord killed them. might have been a plague like the black death. But whatever it was, the royal records of Assyria never make the claim that Jerusalem was taken. So Nashua did not take them because they prayed. But the records do indicate that only a remnant of the army ever got back to their homeland, just a small amount of them. But did God save our nation? Well, I'm sure that a lot of the younger people do not really understand it. They don't understand World War One. They don't understand World War Two. They don't understand Vietnam. They don't understand the many battles that have been fought. But there, back there during World War One and Two, those were dark days for all the Allies during the war. Millions of hearts. Returned to God. Men humbled themselves as news of defeats came over the air and hearts were softened as long as the casualty lists were read. Many of our people were killed. Many a father, many a son, many a, a brother lost their lives. They felt that even when they had done their utmost the future was uncertain, and the outcome was really in the hands of God. As General Dwight D. Eisenhower said at the beginning of the great European invasion, there comes a time when you've done all that you possibly can do, and you've used all your brain training, your technical skill." The die has been cast. The events are in the hand of God. Well, the story of how the war was won is now familiar to many people. There were times when victories were won against overwhelming numbers. There were moments when it seemed as if the allied cause was going to be lost. And then things turned almost miraculously and the tide of the battle turned. God gave the scientists the wisdom to come up with the atom bomb, then the hydrogen bomb. And because of those powerful bombs, it speeded up the closure of those, that battle. The war came to a close. The hand of God brought deliverance in answer to prayer. Surely men felt it was nothing other than the hand of God. And it was in answer to prayer. The war came to a close with great celebrations and many services services of thanksgiving in churches. They were praising God and thanking God for giving them victory in the war. However, the people promptly, it didn't take them long to forget about God. The people promptly began to forget God again there followed an increase in drunkenness, immorality, crime. Parents neglected their children. Children got into all kinds of trouble. Pride was taken out of schools. Gambling and dishonesty became the rule of the day. Men in positions of trust began to take more bribes. People in high government circles gave military secrets to their enemies. And now here we are with all of the troubles that we're having. Democrats and Republicans against each other. Republicans against each other. President against Republicans and Democrats. Oh, how bad it is. North Korea threatening, and President Trump threatening them back. Don't you know it's a time that we really must pray? This isn't the first time that such has happened. In times of crisis, men are quick to think about God. And when peace comes, they feel they no longer need God. So today, not only our nation, but the whole world is faced with a greater terror than has ever existed in the past. The possibility not only of our country being bombed, being hit by martyrs, things from Korea. We don't know what Japan's gonna do. We don't know what China's gonna do. We don't know what is gonna happen if World War Three really gets started. My friends, my brothers, my sisters, I'm telling you, it is time To pray. Enemies have instruments of scientific warfare, talking about bacteriological warfare. They're talking about missiles almost perfected to now reach the United States. And some of our people are still living in sin, eating, drinking, being merry, but they feel like we aren't going to die until tomorrow. I'm sure that when Pearl Harbor was bombed years ago, they weren't worried about anybody attacking them. This is America. Nobody going to bother us. Well, my friend, I'm going to tell you, don't take it for granted. There are enemies right within our country who are learning how to perfect implements of warfare that can destroy thousands of people at one time. And yet some of our people still will not pray. Yes, enemies with instruments of scientific warfare which can bring about mass destruction, capable of doing so without so much as a word of warning. The enemy does not tell you I'm gonna hit you sit and sit down. But in an hour that you think not, the enemy can slip upon you. And so we gotta pray before the enemy attacks. Pray before they strike us. But somebody said, well, will God hear us? I prayed for this. I prayed for that. I didn't get it. Well, my friend, God will hear us. Yes, God will hear us. Yes, prayer can save our country. God will hear us. God will not only hear us, but God will save us. That in the if we do something, if we will fulfill the conditions of prayer. What are the conditions of prayer that we must fulfill? Well, we must become truly repentant. When Hezekiah faced that great crisis of the past, he called the people to a renewed consecration. You need to repent and do your first works over. But what did they do? Idols put away. The temple was cleansed. Tithes were brought in. The Passover was observed. I wonder is America truly sorry for the evil which is spread over the nation unchecked? Is America ready to do some real true house cleaning? Is America really ready to say I'm sorry for my sin, for my wickedness, for my evil? for my uncleanness, from our abominations. I wonder, is America ready to do that? God said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their evil ways, he said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal the life. A lot of the sicknesses and, and sufferings and the plagues that you're going through with. If you repent of your sins, God will take a lot of that stuff off of you. Will God hear us if we pray? There's another thing we must do. We must be willing to to serve God. I wonder who are you serving? Who are you serving? You're serving that wife, that husband, your boss, your friends? Who are you really serving? It's not enough that people shall cry out to God in fear, but have no love for him, nor a willingness to obey him. Many have done that and ones. And once the crisis is over, they drop right back to the old way of life. In other words, Lord, help me out of this ditch. If you help me out of this ditch, I'll serve you. Lord, get me out of this trouble. If you get me out of this trouble, I won't do it no more. As soon as you get out of it, in a little while, they're right back into what God had got them out of. So you've got to be true to God. Keep the vows that you make to God. Then another thing, we must believe that our prayers are going to be answered. No need of wasting your time and God's time if you don't believe that he's going to answer your prayer. Whoever comes to God must believe that he is. You got to believe it is a God, and that He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. If you don't believe that, then it's no need of you praying. It's no need. This waste. You got to believe that He is, and you got to believe your prayer is going to be answered. God has little respect for those who make requests, but don't believe. That he will do anything about him, that's the prayer of faith that gets results. Now, how can God come to the rescue of a repentant person? Well, before war comes. He can work on the minds and the consciences of our enemies. He can put fear and discouragement into their hearts. He can make them feel that such a conflict is too dangerous to undertake. God can move in on Mr. Jung over North Korea and make him even afraid to fight, make him scared to fight, make him tremble even to think about a war launched against him. It can happen through prayer. Alexander the Great conquered almost the known world in 12 years, but he died after he got drunk. He died after a drunken carousing and his empire went to pieces. Another character, Attila, was known as the Scourge of God, a great empire, but died suddenly, and the danger of the world was over. The Mohammedan armies, after conquering more territory in 80 years than the Romans did in 400, were defeated at Tours in 8732. They were actually winning on the eighth day of the battle when a mistaken rumor went through their ranks, causing panic and eventually defeat. The pages of history have many incidents in which God came to the rescue in critical moments. He can deliver us today, and if we let Him, He will. I hope that you will work. On yourself, think about it before you pray who what's wrong with America? greed and dishonesty, drunkenness and immorality, a waning sense of patriotism. What's wrong in America? So many things are wrong. we need God's help. America is divided in so many fronts. Children are stealing things, teenagers running off the cars, clerks embezzling money, Robbers holding up banks, ordinary folks beating the government out of taxes, politicians using robbery. America's becoming the most drunken nation in the world. America has more people locked up in prison than any other country. And yet, some of us still not praying. If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, God said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive the sin. I will heal the lame. I will raise them up and they can live in my sight. May God bless you and may God keep you. And whatever you do, don't neglect to pray. Heavenly as we close out today. We're praying for every home, every listener that tuned in today. We know that your way make a heart fixer, your mighty warrior, king of kings, lord of lords. Bless us now and lead us into thy truth and into thy peace. And for this we'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen.